Welcome back to Old School Days Part 2. As always, audience's discretion is advised as some topics may be sensitive to others. Grab a snack, pour a drink and enjoy yet another honest discussion among brothers as we speak on some issues that we feel to be extremely important. As usual, love always. I don't regret one bit. Um, the other thing that I wanted to, to talk about with regards to teachers and why I was asking you about when they've clocked the game, what do you do? Mm. Is because people like yourself and myself, because what I tell the kids, I didn't get to that part, what I tell the kids, I say, if you think about the discipline and the focus that you learn by the routine Absolutely. of coming to school, that's what, like I, learning, that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. With, with your interests, you're going to need to have that focus. You're going to need to have that discipline. So don't look at the mathematics and the science and the this and the that as like some shackling sentence. It's training to make sure that you have the focus and the ability. And so for me, that makes, I'm not a teacher, but it makes me a favorite for them. I'm sure it makes you a favorite for them. I want to know and start with you, Pavel. Who was your favorite teacher and why? Oh. You're allowed to shout out their names. But... Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys. Favorite, innit? Uh, I've got two, I've got two candidates still. Who yeah. am I picking? Um... Okay, I feel the one who I would say sort of helped me the most was a youth worker called Justin, who actually obviously infiltrated the school, and from there he became, I think, like the head teacher. But, Justin. Um, yeah. Call Justin. Shout out him. So um, he was just real, like, I would say similar to you, actually. So um, he just kept things real. And then what his role, like, from, like, year 10 to year 11 for me is... He put me in a class, I think it was called work related or something, which was for more like the delinquents and stuff. The people who you know didn't want to go down that route of, you know, following college and then uni, then this, down the other. And he kind of just taught us that there was different ways we can go about things. And he expressed the creative side of stuff. Um, we even made like a film in school as well. So like, props to him because the same thing you were saying about how you wouldn't really want to force the GCSEs and just, just telling people that this is the only way you can go down. He was against that as well. So props mm. to him. I love that. Sam? Um, I have one sentimental favorite and one like objective. Objective favorite. Yeah. Okay, I like that. You so, would have that though, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah. That's so. That's so Samuel. Like that's well, precision. Like, yeah. Precision. I need to be precise. <laughs> of course. My sentimental favorite was in year one and year two, Miss Bert Peters, and um, I thought I was gonna marry her. Oh, she had like this little. She had this little afro, yeah, this little puffy afro, like ninety nine, ninety eight. I love, I love like natural hair, partially from her as well, you know, Miss Peters. Ah, I used to, I remember I used to just be like, oh, mom, I miss. I loved her. We call, we call, we call them Miss Mums. Yeah, is it? Yeah. I'll get mad because I feel embarrassed. I'd be like, mom, miss, miss. But uh, Miss Bert Peters sentiment. But my favourite teacher, the best teacher I had by a long way was in college, a teacher called Francesca. And she was, sounds cliche, but she was the only teacher that proper didn't give up on that, innit? Because I remember as well at the time, I was like, I was really intelligent. No, <laughs> I was really intelligent for my effort like Got my it. effort never reflected my grades and i was getting away with murder pretty much i had never read a textbook ever going into my second year of college mm-hmm. i had never i never really put an effort and mm. i didn't realize i didn't know how to write okay i didn't know how to articulate like write i was not articulate at all 
So the cogs were there, but they just weren't turning right. Yeah, and what happened was business A level before it will have 40 marks, but they'll be split into like four marks, eight marks, like that. So I'll pass them, do you know what I mean? I'll do well. Mm-hmm. Some of them numbers break even, do a little cool. Then they changed the syllabus by the time I was in, I think, my second year, so A2. And they changed the 80 mark. Uh, I think it was eight mark criteria they had was split into like loads of questions yeah, and they changed it to just two questions 40 marks each mm. so they will ask you one question and you gotta answer it and you 40 better get the 40 marks some deep question yeah. big man thing yeah I did not even know about four in the games at that time I did not even know you write four in the games I remember I did the exam and I got a U <laughs> mm-hmm. and she was like uh, what's going on? Yes. And I was like, I don't, I don't really know, you know, like, th- th- I need to get the question, this, that, and that. To be honest, as well, my uh, comprehension as well, man, I didn't fully understand what they were asking as well. Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm supposed to do when they ask that. Mm-hmm. So, it was a thing where I was still like, I, I didn't plan on going to uni, I didn't really plan on doing anything. So, it wasn't very important to me. It doesn't help that you've been making money since you were a child. Y- yeah, okay, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> That, okay, that made it very difficult. Yeah. Like, that's so like, you're like, I'm alright. Like, yeah, being financially like comfortable at a young age. D- independently, by the way, not not no rich dads, trust no, from no, baby, no, because no. no. of this. So the man's been alright since. Do you know what I mean? Like for a very long time. Yeah. So and I think that really played a part in my security as well growing up. Like knowing I was making my own money and knowing. I, like no one could ever kind of talk down on me or say, "Oh, you're broke." Or you, did. I know what I have. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, so that security kind of not made me feel any pressure. When I was, I was like, I don't know. and she was adamant I had to like work on this. Mm. And a lot of teachers would just be like, you "Stay back, do this, that, that." She was blocking my pass. I'll hop over the barriers. She would shout at the reception, get him, get him, grab me, this, that. She was bribing me with MS uh, 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 treats. No, oh, no, wow. no, no, oh, the treats, yeah. So she would have me stay back for extra two, three hours, yeah. And she would have these snacks, like, don't worry, you, these are nice, they're MS, you like them. <laughs> she was All right. a bit bougie. She was like, yeah, the MS stuff, you like them. So um, I'll be, and I'll be writing on, and one thing, she taught me. Through, like like you said, indirect learning was it? Yeah, was it? Informal. informal learning was how like how I started to feel about tests because she was constantly giving me past papers and tests mm. and I was constantly doing them, doing them, doing them and getting better until I started to like do really well with them. Mm-hmm. And it and when I then did my exams I was flying through them. Yeah. Mm. The reason why that moment was very important for me was I honestly cruised through life, not uni, life mm. after that. Because to answer those 40 mark questions, when I gave her like my work, she'd be like, okay, why? Okay, but why? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll answer it. They'll say, okay, this company um, has lost 30% in, in sales. Explain what has happened here or, you know, break down what has happened. Mm. So I would write, oh, that they lost, um, you know, their workforce, this, that and that. Why did they lose their workforce? Okay, it's getting deeper. Yeah, because uh, morale was low and they weren't looking after their staff. Okay, what in terms does that do? In turn, Mm. that 
that reduces the profitability for the company. Okay, and what, what happens after that? Um, this, this affects shareholders. Shareholders are not comf confident in the company. Oh, and then what happens? Oh, and then um, that can affect the sales price and then that can affect um, stakeholders and if people want to invest and then the, what other stakeholders are there? And then and, and mm -hmm. I was just, my brain just started to unravel one little piece of information yeah, yeah. will have this whole ripple effect. Mm -hmm. And she did that to me for so many months, constantly writing, that I was even starting to enjoy it. I won't even, sometimes I even pretend like I was going to go bunk waiting for her to come say, hey, come. Oh my God. Oh God. <laughs> I've been dramatic. This guy is such a swoon, bro. I've been, I've been dramatic. I've been dramatic. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I'm starting to really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, her, her kind of challenging me to keep seeing what, what the reasons for each action allowed me to not only cruise through, I've, did dissertations in a breeze I had any coursework mm. get done in a breeze but then in life as well I was able to really challenge my thinking and, and, and my decision making as well like the ripple effect mm. what's this going to be what's that going to be and it's like these dots are just connecting so much more and for that I would be eternally grateful to oh, Francesco mm -hmm. for me it's two two men who really made my education um, bearable with the very few words that they said and they weren't even in my life for that long mm. you know respectively the first one is Graham Jameson Mr. Man I, I gave this man a shout out about five or six years ago in a speech I did and in the audience was, was a woman who knew him and I, so, I, so she, she got me to she gave me his phone number and I was able to text him mm. and say I'm so thankful man because when I came to this country the culture shock was mad the racism was mad it was just insane and this man he really believed in me so much and he saw that I was being stomped down by my class teacher she was evil she was absolutely evil sadly wherever you are I hope you're a better woman um and and it was just she was awful and so I remember one time I got called to his office and I thought god I'm in trouble again this woman used to like grit her teeth at me was just talking to me like mm -mm. you know and she, I think I think there was something in her head that struggled to compute that an African boy who's fresh from Africa was so eloquent and so mm -hmm. well spoken she struggled the poor thing and so she really, really um, would, would, would talk down to me, grit her teeth in my face. She, she was like, who do you think you are? You know, it's like, sorry, I come from great power. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm not, do you know, I, I can't, you know, like an affirmed black child. It's shocking to people. Mm -hmm. Mr. Jameson embraced it. He loved it. And you know what? He brought me to his office towards the end of yesterday and he said, look, I thought I was in trouble, but he gave me the lyrics to Love You See for a song, Something Inside So Strong. Something Inside So Strong. And, and, and um, he was like, I want you to sing this in assembly. I'd never in my life ever contemplated the idea of ever singing anywhere. Anything. I didn't even think anything was there. Mm -hmm. um, poor Sally found out. She wasn't having it. So she had the whole class sing it with me. Because she, she was like, mm -hmm. you know, I draw attention. What? Anywho, so thank you, Graham. And then Martin Giles, bloody hell, my form shooter from year seven. The, it wasn't even so much what he said, actually, it was what he did. Mr. Giles would say, I'm saving up to buy this car. And I remember there was like this Hyundai Roadster. It's so bars now when you look back. But at the time, I'll never forget, he was saying, I'm going to buy this car. He's Irish. I'm going to buy this car. I want to buy this car. You know, whatever. And one day, my guy pulled up in his little roadster to the, to the school. And for me, I didn't feel like, oh, he's showing up. I felt like, yes, he said he would. 
and he he's did. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was like, I rate you for that. Mm. And um, he he knew how ambitious I was. And actually, I was so ambitious it made people sick, because I grew up living a particular kind of life. Mm. I grew up. I used to spend weekends on an estate the size of which would rival one of the queen's estates in this country. Mm. But I didn't know it was. I just knew that like, it's like yeah, it was normal, it, it? yeah, it's doable. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I want to build a town over there in a few years' time. That was literally what I was saying, <laughs> you know. And, and we can, <laughs> hallelujah. Um, but at the time, it's like Martin really was patient with me. Mm. He was very kind to me, and just to see the way he moved and the way that he was so dedicated to us as students. But then not just that. The man who rose the ranks, he went from being like a regular teacher um, in, D in DT and he rose up the ranks to being deputy head within my tenure in that school. And I was only there till year nine. Mm. So, so to just know that he did so well, so soon, mm. and he didn't wave it in people's face, he wasn't mm -hmm. cocky. To me, at the time, also he was young, he was 27 when he started teaching us. Mm. So to us it felt like, okay, he's reachable. So, you know, um, I, I love those guys, man. The, you know, absolutely fantastic examples for young people. Um, um, a not-so-favourite part for me in school um, <laughs> was the, the Christmas dinner. They hyped about the Christmas... <laughs> Samuel! <laughs> they would hype and say, okay, guys, it's that time of year again. <laughs> Listen, I don't even have any memories. I was going to say... <laughs> Luckily, like college and secondary school, all our chefs and all of that were black. We had like jerk no, yeah. no joke. We had like chicken, jollof rice, all of that. Well, in my college, secondary school as well, we had it was just black uh, dinner ladies and like we all had patties. We had patties and that. But primary school. Oh my god, the level yeah, of Caucasianness in yeah, the food. with the compartments. Oh yeah, my yeah, days. Yeah, yeah. I will never forget the carrots. That for some, I still have PTSD from the thought of them carrots. They were soggy and just, they be just. Oh no, like I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. it's yeah, like they were the boys for like ten years. Ah, like the carrot. How can a carrot fall off the bone? Like it was like. That's a carrot. That's, like, that's, that's, that's so ironic on so many levels. <laughs> it was like it would melt. It's like it get boiled. To the point where it's almost like this delicate It has meat. no constitution like remaining. This just... delicate meat that just falls <laughs> off the bone. <laughs> no, oh, I, I, did, I didn't enjoy um, Christmas dinner. Did you enjoy Christmas dinners? Can you not see me stressing out? Alright, cool. <laughs> did you enjoy Christmas dinners? <laughs> I don't even have memories of Christmas. Alright, cool. Right. We're going to move on, yeah? Right. Wait, wait, before we move on. So, the one thing I remember was the potatoes, which were like cardboard. That's, Good that's, God! That's why I'm here stressing. I remember that with no gravy either. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. you guys didn't have gravy. See? Nah, that's, that's, that's But evil. you can get away with it if you've got red sauce. That's evil. <laughs> no, no, what, is, what is red sauce? Good old ketchup. Oh, okay. I think you were talking about yeah, so you got it. <laughs> what? Red, red sauce. sauce. We don't call it that. I thought he was talking about one of them cranberry No, but you know what is though? In, in, do you know what? Yeah. But when we were growing up, right, we never called ketchup ketchup in Zimbabwe. What do you call it? Tomato sauce. Yeah, same. But then if you come to England and you call it tomato sauce or tomato, whatever, however English people say tomato, tomato, blah, right? And you say tomato sauce, they literally think you mean the base of a pizza. Mm. <laughs> yes. yes yeah, so I find that quite interesting. Mm. Onto something a little bit more... We were, we were supposed to like format this a little bit in a particular way, but we've got time constraints, so we're going to switch it up. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say something to you lot, yeah? And then, um, Pavel, you go first. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's just you go first. And then we'll just pick up wherever me and you okay, start. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. So this 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 cluster of episodes, these two, you know, this two part episode is called uh, Old School Days. But then there's something that I really think is important to address because of you know we are Brunch Brothers, the podcast, and there's some things that we need to touch on. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say um, just a few words, and they are misogyny, mixed schools, and the future. Misogyny, mixed schools in the future, and I guess the question is that is does going to an all boys school negatively impact how we interact with girls and women? Hmm. Okay, so I went to an all boys school. Oh. And. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I met you, man. <laughs> I met you, man. I was in for a shock. Yeah. <laughs> I went to Saint Joseph Academy. Oh. The Green Blazers, and oh. it was tough. Still, I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you that from now. I won't even go deep into it because of the topic you're saying as such. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I would say, it was a bit of a negative impact, definitely, because um, I feel like if it was a mixed school, maybe things would have been a bit more leveled out and stuff. But because because it wasn't, it was like maybe you call it. The, it was the first or something like. So everyone was just. After school, they would just run over to Catford girls on their nearby schools, just try and move to everyone, oh, this, yeah. that, and the other. It was intense. Um, I remember there was even um, a boy who ended up in a sexual relationship with a teacher. They're going to go into names, oh, but God. yeah. Really? So, really? Um, testing, testing. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I remember she was um she was a substitute French teacher. Oh, so she had nothing to do. He <laughs> <laughs> did. And an and she was an in and out agent. <laughs> no, he was the in and out agent. She oh, was Miss Jesus and the fingers <laughs> so yeah that was a sticky so situation can just say, guys we do not advocate Absolutely that not. at all mm-hmm. i just think it's it's a, it's a bit of a tea stand discussion considering he just hit us with the bombshell <laughs> we were not prepared yeah. <laughs> it's actually unacceptable I'm, I'm being dead serious though. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh oh my gosh let a woman touch my child like that i'm sorry she's going to jail 100% so yeah it was just all mad but then i even remember because um once again there was just a lack of female presence apart from the teachers people used to sexualize the female teachers a lot so um i would say it doesn't always help to prepare you for the future if you get what i'm saying i remember Mm -hmm. there was even um uh, one of like my boys from um obviously school days he kind of went down the road in like um probably something like about the year nine or so and next thing I knew, when he did leave school, he ended up um, apparently raping someone. I'm not going to... Oh. I can't really confirm that. I know he went to prison and stuff, but yeah, it's just... I feel... I don't know. Like, I get why they kind of separate sexes and stuff so that you can focus on school, but it's not always the way to go about it. Is that why they separate? I've never known why they separate. That was that's that's a guess. I just think it's the old way of doing it because back in the day, girls and boys were always separated. Mm -hmm. Always, even the segregation thing. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. if you go to if you go to um the old primary school building. Yeah, my primary school had a section that said boys and girls, even though it wasn't like that. But Mm. but it was like old, like engraved. You know, like the old stone. Etched in the limestone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now you know what for me, I. 
obviously secondary school, primary school, I went to mixed school. When I went to sixth form, I went to an all boys school. But like sixth form was mixed. And most of the kids that came through like the school, like they would have been from the all boys school. Mm. And from what I've seen, like these look been getting girls because there was a, like you said, there's an all girls school next door. But they mm-hmm. like these built up hormones. Yeah. And the girls were yep. the same thing. So like yeah. when they collide, mm. Ooh, it's a you know that heat sounds mad. So I mean? that is because obviously, like this is a space for men. So I, I don't want to go into women's business. Well, of course, of course. We, don't, yeah, we don't. We don't. We yeah, don't touch yeah, women's yeah, issues. Yeah, and that's, no, that's, that's women's stuff. I, I, but I have seen patterns with the all one gender school. Mm. So obviously, these guys all they know about the opposite sex is just that interaction that they've had. So like when and nowadays, out, what else? They just have that. Just no, no. There's the interactions that they used to, and now it's like physically. Then what else? And today, in t- t- this today, what else do they have now? What do you mean? To idealize women. What else? What else do they have to go by? Before they get to actually talk to a female, a woman, mm. a girl, like whatever. Like, I've been social media. Social mm. media. And what else? Their families. Porn. Oh yeah, that's very true. Oh, that's very true. So mm. a lot of guys mm. for the first five six years before they get to even talk to a, a woman, talk to a girl, mm. it's 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 wank central. Right, and what they see here, and you, you, I see it in how they mm. how they physically behave. It's like, mm-hmm. this is not Pornhub. You can't. <laughs> That's not going to treat women then going on from there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you go on, sorry. Yeah, so like just people's relationships with sex and with females is just just detrimental, and I don't feel like it helps your education at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At all. Uh, Sam, what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah. When. Uh, when I, because uh, we were quite secluded, um, I went to Stockwell Park High School and there was a strong bias mm. of people it coming to the school, living in the area. Mm-hmm. I say that so we never really bumped much into people from other schools. Um, so we never had, let's say, like school beef or, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or real interaction or, or, or maybe friendship yeah. with people yeah. from other schools aside from our area or our block where... Mm-hmm. You got people from other schools, but so it wasn't till later on where I started to meet guys from like all boys school mm-hmm. over like some kind of gang link ups. So, I mean, where you got guys from a certain area coming and they they're talking about their school and moving together and what all like oh, you ones are bare catty like like as in it's their be or end like it's their life yeah 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 like yeah. it's their life um, and then their banter was so different yeah like. They're making these jokes and these things to each other, and it's just so foreign to us. And they're like, No, I'm just saying, like, no, you know, if you if you want to do your thing, do your thing in it. It's just, mm-hmm. it was just shocking to us. Let me cut. They'll have like homosexual tendencies, but they'll. It was homosexual. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yep. and 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 you know is it was invasive because one guy tried to flick my Winnie like as bruv they were doing it to each other yeah and I almost got into a fight with one of them because he's like no man's joking like you know and I'm like he's done man's joking man's joking didn't people fight in yeah yeah alright so when in my back to the old boy school um there's a couple of times we found used condoms up in the flipping um toilets and that. And there was. And I'm sure. I'm sure Miss Bizu Bizu was a bit more yeah, classy yeah. than the boys. Yeah, she, yeah, 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 y
So yeah, that was mad. And back to what you said as well, there was um, some homoerotic groups up in the school and then certain men would slap each other's bums. I never had no, no really flicker. I had nothing about that. What, what was alarming for me mm-hmm. was how invasive they were to me as a man, as a boy, as a man, mm. that they are supposed to find less intimidating right. than a woman or a girl. Right. So it's like, if you feel you can try to push boundaries with me, to that capacity there's no boundaries when it comes to the girls yeah you know mm. what i'm saying like and it was a thing where it was a big like it was a thing where he was like trying to play it down like, no 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 jo- oh no i won't do you know what i'm saying but it's like imagine if he now feels it's appropriate to just do all sorts to a girl do you get know what i'm saying it's just it was alarming man. If, if, you, if, alarming. You hear, if you hear the stories that that some of my 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 young gentlemen tell me you know uh, you know this, it, it went it, a lot of the stuff you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, it went mm. far beyond the flickage of the phallus and and the flicking of the bum. And, you know, sometimes when these people were alone, it was mad. But then you see them in front of girls mm. and um, it's a whole different story. For, for me, went to mixed schools my whole life, work in the mixed school now. And even then, misogyny levels are like through the roof. I'm in the process. Is now. it the default? Oh yeah, mm. but obviously mm. patriarchy, blah blah. That's a different episode. Mm. Um, I am in the process of working with the senior leadership team in my school to counteract the sexism that the boys demonstrate towards other girls in the school and to the female teachers because they are so entitled. Now me, I'm a very flamboyant man. I'm very colourful, very rainbowful, yeah. So for me, when I was younger, I didn't think that someone like me would have much of authority, much authority in a in a space like a school. That's probably one of the reasons why I didn't want to do it in the first place. But that's different when you have confidence in what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Like you, know, mm-hmm. you just go and you do your job. Even me, in all of my, I sing down the hallways and do all sorts. I did pantomime. I played Jack in the Beanstalk's mum at Christmas. Do you know what I mean? In, in pantomime. But still, I'll walk into a room and these kids will listen to me first before they listen to a woman. Mm. And I'm like, I saw that and I was like, ugh. Especially now with where I'm at because I'm empowering boys and I'm, and I'm having to like help them to shift their mind in terms of how they view women to look at women less as objects than mm-hmm. absolutely as human beings. You get me? And... I can only imagine that in an all-boys school, who's actually setting the parameters and who's paying attention? Now, shout out to teachers. People say like, oh, teachers don't do enough and this and that. I, I know the work that teachers have to do. Between marking and and teaching itself, they come in at ridiculous hours in the morning, they leave at ridiculous hours in the evening. They don't have time to do that pastoral, one-to-one, don't be a sexist bastard type mm. curriculum with the kids, right? Mm. So for me, and that's why obviously like, you know, this program came up because not only am I trying to empower the young men to be, you know, proud of themselves and, and really in touch with their emotions and to not be afraid to develop in that way, but it's like to understand that, that like, okay, you do not have onus over women. You do not have ownership over their bodies. You cannot police the pum-pum. It's not yours. Mm-hmm. And we've been told it's ours. When you're a little boy growing up, how many times have you told like, have you got a little, have you got a little, little, little girlfriend yet? Mm-hmm. Have you got a little yeah, girlfriend yeah. yet? No, that's true, it's true. Yeah, it's true, all yeah, this kind yeah. of stuff. But then with the girls, it's like, it's rare that you, no one's asking them like, have you got a boyfriend yet? Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's my baby girl, that's my little princess. No, 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 mm-hmm. no, not doing that, not doing that, not doing that. Double standards, of course. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, you know, even into adulthood, it's like, so you haven't found a wife yet? You haven't found a wife yet? 
Oh, you, you know, oh, you gotta claim her. Claim? Is she oppressed? <laughs> do, do you get, like, I don't know. I just feel like the language overall. Yeah, even, even the fact that we pick women and we propose to women and we decide right. who we're gonna marry and we decide who we're gonna have kids with and it's just the powers is, seem to always be in men's hands, isn't it? Yeah. And the thing is for me, like, I, I, I'm, I'm privileged to be a man, you know. Oh, for sure. I'm so privileged to be, and I've known this. I remember one day I was like, I was still in Zimbabwe. This is how young it's I was. It's still time. Yeah, it's, and it's messed up that it's just because man got a willy. This is it, and this, <laughs> and you know what? I was peeing. No, right? it wasn't and, that. Yeah, I was a kid standing at the toilet and I'm peeing, and I'm just looking down at the ding dong, and I said, "Wow, I'm so lucky." I, I said, "I don't have stress," you know. Um, one of my 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 older relatives had just started the period. And that, and all of that, and I'm thinking, whoa, what's that? And and learning that I'm never gonna have to deal with that. Big man, yeah. Man had a dream that I was pregnant. I've I've had one of those dreams before. Big man, when I woke up, yeah, I said, thank all <laughs> high heavens, <laughs> I don't have to go through that because I didn't have to go through the actual pregnancy, but just the anxiety, yeah, that. Because at first I was like, right, what well, man's gonna get abortion? And he's like, it's 30 grand. I'm like, I ain't got 30 grand. He's like, well, you're gonna have to have these twins. I'm like, twins? Oh my god. It was horrible. It was horrible. I was just worried that I was gonna have to push. I was like, this is mad. There's nowhere to push from. And I was, I was gonna like, say, push through where? Right, push from where? I was like, why? Nice. I'm gonna split my balls and my shaft and everything. Right? <laughs> and then the whole pregnancy itself, and you're going through all these changes, your body's disobeying you like you need to understand our bodies don't really disobey us though, no they don't with women mm. like what they go through throughout that so much change that's changing it. That's stages it. and all mm. that without mm. even mm. considering childbearing yeah they go through we're talking even just so breast much. growing do you know what I mean? right breast growing, right hormones and all that right Ours, but, our willies just get a little bigger and that's it right that's it my sister and i used to play together all the time when we were kids right and like we used to like play fight and stuff. I remember one time I punched her in the chest and she's crying. I'm like, what's wrong with you, man? Do you know what I mean? You know, like, first of all, you're older than me. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, and like she's just holding her chest. And obviously, a few years later, I was like, oh my god, I get it, I get it, because you know, the girl when I was in year seven and you know, girls are starting to develop and stuff. You know, don't like ask to be excused. Go to see the nurse. I said, this girl see the nurse an awful yeah, lot. You know, and it wasn't until one of my close friends at the time she came to me. She goes like. Oh, I was, I was like, uh, oh, oh, that. Because I remembered, like, you know, back in the day. And then I was like, okay, cool. So what about those? Like, are they, are they tender? Like, did they hurt? You know, she goes, yeah, they hurt a bit. How did you know? I was like, yeah, bear women in the family, isn't it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> my mom used to give me this kind of training. I don't know if I'll call it sensitivity training, but I remember I was in year four, year five, and my mom was telling me, like, breaking down period to me. And she was like, look, if, if anybody in your class, if you're sitting in assembly, and you see blood coming from someone, don't make noise. Don't let anybody make noise. Just help her and clean it because it's a thing where with women, as they get older, and she's breaking it yeah, down to yeah, yeah. And I'm telling you, I was so alert and all, like, yeah, kind of yeah, like, and I'm yeah. like, there'll be times unprovoked, I'll be like, are, are you, like, is there any blood on you? And they're like, what? And they're like, no, nothing, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was in primary school, like, double checking, like, oh, Men's on period patrol, yeah? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I feel like I feel like this conversation is is extremely important in terms of not just 
about our experiences in school because we can banter about that all day but there, there are some deeper issues that, that have really been touched on so for example curriculum you know is it still working um, you know we, we don't have enough time in this episode to, to go through all of that but it's like the curriculum is it still working how are we treating our girls and women you know we make jokes about food and stuff like that but you know nutrition is a big deal because things like obesity has increased and they don't care the chefs in schools they don't mm. they, they do what they're told and the people mm -hmm. who tell them what to do mm. they don't care about us and they don't care about our kids so that's another issue um you know um, sex culture in schools we mm. need to have those conversations that came up um you know sexuality you know i feel like for example, i was talking to one of my kids on the phone um earlier and he he, um, he was telling me about just like his own school experiences and stuff and he said, he said, don't you think it's funny how like girls are like allowed to explore their sexuality, but it's so taboo for boys to do that, whatever. And so obviously that came up with the whole willy slapping and stuff and finding com condoms in the um, toilet at your school. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're going to need, we need to address that as well. Cause everyone is still running away from that conversation. Do you know what I mean? Um, a lot, but as abrupt as this might feel, <laughs> you know, as short as this might feel, we have to, we have to call it a day and, and, I think this has been my favorite conversation so far because it's so broad and school days are something that 99% of people can relate to, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I have no idea when we're going to touch on this again, but I think it would be good actually to involve some of some, some actual school kids, mm -hmm. because I think it's important for them to tell us what's going on, you mm -hmm. know, boys and girls, obviously, you know, we're focused on the emotional well-being and development of young men. And things like that to normalize it but then we don't live in an isolated world we, we live with everybody mm. in the world and i think it's important for us to to actually come together and just not be afraid which is why i rate you guys because you guys you just you listen and you give and you listen and you give and you listen and you give and a lot of people are just like yeah i'm not talking about that stuff you know this mm -hmm. is not a podcast that is centered around entertainment and sports and cars and sex and things like that you know it's real talk um we never even said this in the beginning, but um, today our special guest has been Pavel Diaz, an amazing young man who does all kinds of creative stuff. You know, I met him at an event some years ago. Um, can you believe it's plural? Yes, already. Mm -hmm. um, and he's, he's a model amongst other things. He, he also has now become um, one of our producers on the show. So welcome to Pavel. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. And, and, it's and great I, to be here. Yeah, man. And I have to say he's done an amazing job. But without any further waffleation, I have been Ajani. I'm Samuel Williams. And I'm Pavel. And you have been listening to or watching Branch Brothers the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, oh, and of course, for those of you who are watching, if you're wondering why myself, Idris, and Sam glow, do we do? It's because we'll hook you up. Yes, we have to. Anyway, okay, everyone on the team okay. has to get some. Um, it's all thanks to Organic Glow. So follow us on Instagram um, at Black by Organic Glow. The black is spelled BLQ. Um, you will see my at Ajani Kingdom at the bottom of the screen for those of you who will be watching. And by the way, for the listeners, stop asking me when the videos are coming. They're coming! <laughs> God damn it, it's a topical show, not a current affairs show. So it's going to come when it comes. Good Lord. Um, yes, we've got August he, Samuel. He, he says that in the nicest way possible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like whatever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> You're right, Neville, <laughs> 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 We've got August Samuel over there, and then we've got Mr. Kinetic Control over there. So, yeah, obviously, it's going to all turn up, and you can follow us. The stuff is there. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, blah, blah, blah. It's all there. Thank you. We love you guys. Peace. Mm -hmm. Peace. <laughs>